Hi everyone, this is Alex here with an update from April 2022. So the episode of This Made Me Feel Things that you're about to hear is a discussion of the movie Crossroads with Britney Spears. So we recorded that episode way back in February 2021. And when we discussed that episode, we also discussed the Britney Spears conservatorship case. And at that time, not a lot was publicly known or there was a lot of media speculation that we based our discussion on. Also, there were a lot of developments that happened in the actual conservatorship case against Jamie Spears, Britney's father. And we actually heard from Britney herself, who testified in the court hearing that she was, in fact, severely treated by her father and the management team. She was forced against her will in a lot of medical treatments that were unnecessary, a lot of rehab treatments. She was unable to get married or have children. It's awful. And we'll provide a link to her statement in the episode notes. But importantly, in November 2021, Britney Spears was finally granted her freedom when the conservatorship against her was terminated. So now Britney Spears is a free woman. She obviously has a long way to go in terms of her treatment and recovery. But as a Britney fan, it makes me really happy. And with all that in mind, we really hope you enjoy this Britney-themed episode of This Made Me Feel Things. Hello and welcome to our podcast, This Made Me Feel Things. My name is Catherine. I'm Alex. And every week we choose a film that made us feel things at some point. And we get together, discuss it, break it down, talk about our feelings. And this week we are going on a road trip through the States. We sure are. With none none other than Britney Spears. Of course, Miss Britney Spears. It's Britney, bitch. It's Britney, bitch. (laughs) So we are talking about Crossroads, which, Alex, you have chosen this film. Yes. All right. So we'll just do a little recap of the film before we start. And just to let you know, we are obviously going to go in depth on the discussion. So if you haven't seen the movie, uh, spoilers ahead. So today we're going to talk about Crossroads, which is a film that was released to the world in 2002 from a dream team. It's written by Shonda Rhimes and it stars a 21-year-old Britney Spears alongside Zoe Saldana and Taryn Manning. It's a coming of age slash road trip slash buddy movie that's got all the hot topics that young girls stress out about. It's got unplanned pregnancy, (laughs) it's got body issues and getting away from overbearing parents to achieve your pop star dreams. Oh, my teen dream. (laughs) (laughs) So it was not critically acclaimed at the time, but it did win the hearts of many teenage girls and boys. Oh, I like your inclusivity there. (laughs) Everybody loves Britney. (laughs) So we start out in the movie with tween friends Lucy, Kit and Mimi burying a wish kit in the park in the dark and making a pact to check in on their wishes on the night of high school graduation. However, life happens. The girls grow up and they drift apart. A graduation comes by and they've barely spoken to each other for years. So they reluctantly come back together. They dig up the box and they realise there's still a lot of love in their friendship. Lucy and Kit find out that Mimi, although heavily pregnant, is planning to leave for a road trip the next day with some random guy to enter a singing competition and she convinces the girls to join her. The road trip turns out to be a life-changing experience where Lucy, played by a very sweet Britney Spears, realises that she's caught in the middle of a lot of dramas and even though she's not a girl anymore, she's... 
I knew this was coming. <laughs> so she's caught in the middle of a lot of dramas, and even though she's not a girl anymore, she's not yet a woman. But but all she needs is time, a moment, if you will, and she will find her way and learn to face up to it all on her own. Oh, that was freaking gold. That was amazing. <laughs> How can I top that? Do you want to give us a little intro about what made you choose this movie? Oh, for so many reasons. So can I, I'll talk about my background with the movie and. Yes. Give us the goss. What's the background? The goss. So I first watched this little movie Crossroads when I was 12. So I was the target demographic of this movie. I was a Britney Spears fan. So I, um, I liked her a lot for her first couple albums. I had all the albums at this point and I knew this movie was coming out and I remember it having bad reviews at the time, but I'd seen it with a friend. We just rented on DVD soon after it came out. And I remember the vibe from watching it the first time was that was kind of the time when it was cool at that age not to like Britney Spears anymore. It was all, it was starting to get a little bit uncool to like Britney Spears. Oh, already? Yeah, like, you know, when you're 12, 13, you're just like – and there's someone that you liked when you were a little bit younger. Like it's suddenly uncool to like the Spice Girls or Britney Spears or whatever anymore. Well, at least this is the vibe I had with this friend that I watched it with. So I remember we laughed at it a lot. We were making fun of it. Um, and I remember thinking, I like I probably liked it, but I think I downplayed how much I liked it at the time. And then I didn't watch it again until three or four years later when I was hanging out with some friends in the summer holidays, different friends in high school. And um, we went to the library to figure out what DVD to rent and we rented Crossroads on my account. I remember this. Um, Going to the library to rent a DVD, adorable. (laughs) I know. I don't remember why we went to the library. I just distinctly remember we went to the library and we went back to my friend's house and watched it. And I remember being like, this movie is actually really good because I had this memory of it being stupid, which it is in a lot of ways. And I remember the bad reviews, but then three years removed and it had a lot of the themes as a 15 year old I connected with. I was like, actually, this movie is really good, but I still didn't feel like I could say that even with the friends that were with me. And they kind of just after we watched it, like, cool, let's move along with life. But I was like, I can't get over how like underrated or like underplayed the movie was and then again I didn't watch it um until it came up in conversation a couple years ago uh, a year ago when I was in Canada actually visiting some friends and someone had mentioned oh why don't we just watch like for the lols I think we're drunk let's watch Crossroads and we couldn't find it like it wasn't available on any streaming service in Canada or the US and when I went back to the US after that trip because that's where I was living at the time I still couldn't find it anywhere because it was in my head I'm like I want to watch it again couldn't find it anywhere couldn't find it on Amazon couldn't even buy it on YouTube um just nothing nowhere in the US until I flew home from the US to Australia and it was on the the in-flight services crossroads I'm like I'm watching it oh wow (laughs) and again I really liked it I don't know like I just I think there's something nostalgic in me that still enjoys it like it is objectively not a great movie but I think the reason why I love it even more and why I wanted to talk about now is because there's so much to discuss with Britney Spears obviously there's a lot going on I don't know how much you know about it but I can tell you because I've done a lot of research not just for this podcast but even before this personally I'm just very interested in it yeah about Britney and and I think that this is and we'll talk about it I think her acting her being in Crossroads is probably at the peak of her career because at this point afterwards 
personally at least, not necessarily successfully, her life really went on a downward spiral. So I think this is one of the last moments you sort of see Brittany at her um, best, at least personally, um, in her life. Wow. She's a baby. How old was she in this movie? She filmed it when she was 19, 19 years old. That's really early to have a peek. Yeah. And this is my my own as, as a fan, inverted commas, like who knows what she really felt, but like at least from an outs as a fan looking in, like this definitely was one of her peak moments to which obviously a lot of things spiraled after that. We can talk about it in more detail because I think it's important as background to talk about this movie. Um, So that's kind of why I wanted to talk about it because I think it's an interesting movie to talk about. Like, And there's just generally interesting topics to cover as well. So that's why I wanted to talk about it. There's a lot to say about this particular little uh, film. There is. So can I ask you, so you didn't watch this movie before this? I've no, I'd never seen it before. What did you know about it before? Just that Britney Spears was in it. It was a road trip film and that's it. You knew that it was ba- like generally a badly reviewed movie? I didn't, I didn't know either way. I just, yeah, it wasn't in my radar. I wasn't, it wasn't a film that I was allowed to watch when I was a teenager because it was Britney Spears. In terms of like uh, religion wise or just like Britney just wasn't someone you were allowed to idolize. Yeah, it just probably wasn't appropriate. And yeah, it wasn't really on my radar enough to know whether or not it was critically accepted or not. Okay, fair enough. So what did you think? What were your feelings when you first watched it? I think the feeling that I left the film with the most is that it is a collection of trash bag male characters. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. (laughs) Yeah, there is not a redeeming man in this film. They're all shit. I have an opinion as to why, but yeah, agreed for sure. But also I was like, I was pleasantly surprised at Britney's acting skills. And also I was very happy to see Zoe Soldano. She really holds this movie together. She's really good. I love her in this movie. She's so good. Did you also see who wrote the movie? Was it Shonda Rhimes? It was Shonda Rhimes. <laughs> yeah, I saw that but when the credits first started. I saw that name and I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be great. And I actually watched the film in like three sittings because I needed breaks after a few um, a few of the scenes. That's fair. Yeah, and then at the end, when I saw Shonda Rhimes' name again, I was like, this feels like bullshit. So I, there's a lot of reason as to why. So there's a background of it. So at this time in Britney Spears' career, because I think it's really important, I feel like I need to go through a bit of a Britney Spears spiel just to get the full picture of leading up to it and also where she is now in a nutshell. Yeah. So at this time in Britney Spears' career, she had released two hugely successful albums. Mm-hmm. She was essentially a pop machine at this point. What were the two first albums? The first album, I believe, was Baby One More Time, which obviously had she had five or six number one singles from that album alone the second was oops i did it again which obviously also had that single as the main track and also had five or six number one from that one album so at this point she was 19 and had i don't know multi-million dollar machine so at this point there are a lot of people looking to make money from her and i do believe that she wanted to make a movie so the the background as to how she got into crossroads was because she wanted to make a movie but there were a lot of offers coming her way as she was a massive pop star at that time her thing was i don't want to make any movie i want to make a movie that means something to me so she sat down shonda rhimes was the writer selected she said i just want to make a movie about like things that are important to me which is friendship and that's why it's 
you know, friendship is a huge center of the movie. But also the reason why I don't think it's as good as it could be with someone like Shonda Rhimes is because she's still a product and therefore they're still selling Britney Spears as a product. Therefore, you see her in underwear, the first shot of the movie. You see her like exposing a lot of skin. You see her like there's three or four songs that she sings in the movie. Mm. So I think she had the intention to make a good film. And it is like I still think it is in a lot of ways. And it's not in a lot of ways because you can imagine her at a pitch table just sitting with Shonda Rhimes being like this is the kind of movie I want to make but then like 40 year old men around her being like yes but it has to have Britney in skimpy clothes it has to have product placement which has a lot of so therefore it's a very diluted result yeah I feel like that explains a lot of yeah a lot of the storylines are very flimsy I feel like all of the girls have this big dramatic event that has happened to them that feels like a 16 year old has written it for sure but I also think like where Shonda Rhimes this is like one of the first writing things she had but I think a lot of it was watered down because Britney Spears couldn't just sit with Shonda Rhimes and be like this is a movie we both want to make together it's like it had to have gone through massive amounts of approval because again at the time Britney Spears was a brand that's a really sad yeah and then I don't know whether you know too much about where she is now and what's happened since then I've been following a little bit of the Free Britney story do you want to give a little background for us yeah, there's a very, again, a very, very summarized because it's a pretty complicated legal thing. It's a huge story. It's a huge, it's a very complicated legal thing. I can't even pretend to know everything that's part of it. But in a nutshell, so as we know, after this movie, she goes for a few marriages. So she marries this guy for a couple of days and then she marries Kevin Federline, has two kids with him in very quick succession. And then they go through a divorce very quickly after her kids are born, which then spirals her into a bit of a um, mental health and substance abuse kind of battle her she's then photographed a lot with paparazzi with her kids on her lap with shaving her hair the underwear no underwear stuff so that results in her father setting up a what's called a conservatorship against Britney Spears which means that she has no right like essentially conservatorships are usually brought against someone who's either in a coma or just mentally unfit to take care of themselves so a conservator will make decisions for them, like financial, personal, whatever, mm-hmm. meaning they don't have the ability to make decisions for themselves. Therefore, this person will do it for them. So her father, since 2007 or eight, has actually had legal control over every decision that Britney Spears makes. So every financial decision, she can't even go out and buy a cup of coffee. She can't drive by herself. Everything she does is approved by her father and until recently, another lawyer. That is really disgusting. Isn't that awful? So the depiction of her her dad in this movie I found really interesting because this is obviously before this happened yeah but her dad in this movie is still really controlling and I wonder whether Britney had influence over the character of her father in this movie yeah like maybe this was her first cry for help well yeah and it's interesting because that was before anything was publicly known about her dad but it's known now that he had a long history of alcoholism allegedly he cheated on her mom before Britney was even born so he was a bit of an asshole before but we're at the point now where Britney hasn't like if you look at her Instagram, she's a hot mess. Yeah, I was actually just scrolling through her Instagram. Oh, it's horrible. So that's why I'm like, yes, it's a bad film, but she's actually, I think, being her authentic self in it. Yeah. Like she's actually a pretty good actress because I think she genuinely, and when you watch interviews with her during the promotion of this film, she genuinely is passionate about the topic of this film, which is mainly friendship. Yeah. She 
is you can tell like is having a great time because she's doing something different with her talent like she's not just being a monkey and singing into a microphone you know what I mean so yeah there's a lot of ways why this is a bad film and there's so many plot holes with the writing but every time I watch it I'm like I just like this depiction of her and I didn't I generally like the message it represents in terms of friendship and how what friendship can do to someone so I overall like it every time I watch it it's my guilty pleasure film Uh but yes there's so many problems with it for sure yeah that background I think adds a lot of interesting layers to it and I definitely think that I see it in a new light already like even the relationship between her and her dad which is so problematic it does say a lot about what she's thinking and feeling in like as she's being controlled definitely so do you know was her was he a stage dad was he her dad that kind of pushed her into performing or was it it seemed to be both parents so um you might know that she started her career on the Mickey Mouse Club when she was 10 mm-hmm. um so that was the same time that Justin Timberlake was on it Christina Aguilera Ryan Gosling was on it like all these mm, the dream team the dream team so she was 10 and when you watch videos of her from that time like she's very talented her singing voice is actually pretty different even as a 10 year old like she just had a very strong powerful voice what year was that early 90s like 92 91 okay mm-hmm. and then she got her first recording contract at in when she was 16 so that was when baby one more time came out um so yeah in that short period of time between 1998 and 2002 like so much had happened in the span of her career Mm. but I I do I don't remember whether her parents managed her then but I do think like obviously there was some influence but I really don't think and again this is me speculating now because I'm not that hardcore a fan but I don't think that her dad got so controlling until that time or maybe he was managing and, and definitely getting some financial gain from it for sure but like he earns millions of dollars from her now because he has all the control of her finances. So it's a pretty disgusting thing and definitely should be considered when watching this movie. A lot of it should be considered when watching this movie because that's what makes me a little bit poignant every time I watch it because it goes back to me seeing this as like Brittany probably at her best, unfortunately, which is pretty depressing. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> what an intro. <laughs> Yeah, so I thought I'd give that intro um, because I think it's important to talk about it. But also we can laugh about the the weird shit that comes up in this movie as well. But I think every time I watch it, I'm transported back to that 12-year-old me that was like the Britney fan. So it's interesting to talk to you when you've watched it now as a 30-year-old. And a lot of things have not aged well, but I might be still blind to those things. So let's talk about it. Yeah, let's uh, let's uncover. The way that I wrote my notes this time was by was character by character. So maybe we could um, maybe we could go through that. Okay. My character notes start with Ben. Oh wow. Okay. Do you want to get straight into it? Yeah. Let's start with Ben. I might have a very different opinion as you because again, I'm looking through twelve year old lenses. But yeah, go ahead. So the first thing I've written is the most piece of shit boy ever written. Oh, wow. Really? He's horrible. I really like Ben. No, I have nothing good to say about this character. Really? Okay. okay we, need to, we need to get into this. We need okay. To break this Let's break it down. <laughs> Again, 12-year-old lenses. Okay. We need to take those glasses off. <laughs> so I had to stop the film and walk away after that first scene that they sing together in the club to get money. So after they sing, Ben is counting the girl's cash um, because the girls can't count cash maybe well lucy is dancing with kit and some random guy comes in like gropes her after asking ben's permission 
also gross. So Ben like breaks it up. And then back at the hotel, Brittany's acting all like really apologetic and she's cowering. And he says to her, I'm not mad at you for what happened. And then he walks out and just disappears for 24 hours. Like what the actual fuck? She was the one <laughs> that got felt up. All he had to do was tell this guy to back off. And then he turns around and he's like, I'm not mad at you for what happened. Why would she have any reason to feel like he should be mad at her? Not she did nothing wrong. I was so angry about it. I was so angry. I agree. I think that it happens so much in this era of film, though, that something would happen, the guy would intervene, punch the other dude, even though there's no reason, is a very much a male possessive thing to do. However, like, I don't pick it up now. Like, I, it's a problem, mm. but because I just see them as characters, I don't react in the same way. I guess, like, it's a recurring response in films from, like, the 90s and 2000s. Even up till now. You still see it in movies now, like, where a guy would just punch out another guy. Yeah, there's still a lot of that. But just the girl's response where she feels like she automatically feels guilty for like inciting a fight, for existing. That's true. I think there's a lot of things in terms of like the way in general, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm backtracking a little bit from Ben, but like the amount of things that women feel guilty for in this movie is just not, it's outdated, but it was a very common depiction again in movies. There's a lot of slut shaming, virgin shaming. There's a lot of things in this movie that just it was now pointed out when it is depicted in movies now. Yeah. And even just like the amount of punching that happens in this movie, like not just from Ben. It's so unnecessary. <laughs> There's a lot of violence. But yeah, Ben, I agree. I think if there's a need for a romantic lead, it's usually at least, especially in this time, someone who can defend the girl because that was seen as a romantic thing. And like, yeah, I, I mean, I don't have a reaction like you do. I don't have a like, oh my gosh, so romantic. But it's just like I'm so used to that as an audience member to see a man punching another man in a movie that I've become desensitized to it. I did not appreciate it. I think I wasn't as shocked by the fact that he punched the guy. As to make her feel guilty about it? Yeah, as to say, I don't, I'm not mad at you for what happened. That line is so problematic. He never asked her if she was okay. He said, I'm not mad at you for what happened. So, which implies that you should feel like shit because somebody, some random guy assaulted you. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, after that, so, and then he just disappears. Where does he go for the whole night that he's so tired he passes out in the back of his own car for like while they're in the petrol station for five seconds but to be fair the only reason why he's gone for a whole night in a story writing kind of way is just so that the girls can bond so i don't really care like he doesn't exist so he can do whatever he wants fair enough i like that him being gone for a day results in that really cute scene between the three girls because i like it there's problematic things that are said between them but i i like that it had them being able to bond as girls so then can go for a day i don't care you know what I mean? His little tantrum in the middle of the desert. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I find that more funny. Okay, so wait. What he says is that he's so upset because his whole life has been taken over by chicks. He's been driving yeah, in the car for three days just with chicks. They've touched his radio. They've sat in his car. They've spoken to him. And he is so upset. And he's so upset that they're driving because his car is the only thing that hasn't been taken over by chicks. Like, what a pathetic piece of shit. <laughs> I again, like, again, I've seen this a few times, so I know that happens. I find it more funny than anything. The way I think of it is, like, I would hate to spend three days in a car with three guys. I wouldn't blow up like that, but also I probably just couldn't do it. That's the way I think of it is, like, I understand because I work with guys a lot of the time that if I, like, am in that situation where I'm enclosed and forced to be with guys for three days, I'd probably just walk out. But that's also emotional intelligence and maturity in how you handle things. <laughs> and again, it's dramatic writing, so, you know. Okay, 
all right, it's dramatic writing. I'll let it go. <laughs> like even when he turns around, like his character is turning into this nice guy that his heart is melting and all this crap, which happens after he's heard her read her poem, which turns into the amazing song of I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. But the the way that he comes in and he just rips the page out of her book, I was really angry about that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's almost like, what are you doing? Like, just take the fucking book. You don't need to rip the page and ruin her book. Because he's like, is he going to give it back? Is he just stealing her poem? What's he going to do with her, her writing? And also it's a Britney song, so that piece of paper is going to become very valuable very soon. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, see, it's so interesting when I watch this movie because, like, yeah, if I was to watch it now, I would hate all the same things that you have seen, right? I don't see those things anymore. Like, I, I see them objectively, but because it's, when I saw it, these things weren't problems. Like, as a 12-year-old. As a 12-year-old. That's what I mean. So I watch it thinking of, I really like the friendships. I still think that the relationship between Ben and Lucy is cute. I don't think he's a well-written character, but, again, I see it as character writing. Like, he's not a real person, but at the same time, it's not good that that was shown as a depiction of what a guy should be. And I didn't think that at the time. I don't know. It's interesting to think about now. It's interesting as well to think about it after the Britney introduction that you've given us, because her reactions to all of his tantrums is always like, okay, okay, everything's going to be all right. Don't worry. Your fears are totally legitimate. I'll be soft and nice for you. Don't worry. I guess so. And even she reacts that way to her dad as well. Of Like like in the beginning, she's upset because she's done all this work to become a valedictorian because her dad was pushing her so much. And then she didn't feel anything at the end of it. And he's like, you know, this is amazing. This is great. This is what everything that I've ever wanted. And she's like, yeah, you're right. I'm, you're right. I'm just tired. But that scene with her dad is like essentially in a nutshell, I think the truest piece of Brittany, like I think there is, I think that's the most vulnerable she gets to her own life mm. because she didn't experience, I, I don't know if she went to high school or not, but like basically at that point she had, didn't really get to choose, you know, she missed out on all the things that made her a normal person because by the time she was 16, even before that, when she started her career on Disney, she didn't get that normal upbringing. So I think this was her way of experiencing that. And then, yeah, like I think to men, she was submissive a lot of the time and even like at the time she was dating Justin Timberlake I even look at that whenever I see interviews with them and I think even that relationship was like that my impression of it so I think like to Britney and it's sad I think that might have been her impression of what a healthy relationship is I don't know that's really sad I guess yeah becoming famous that young she hasn't she never really had a chance to learn any emotional intelligence skills or she never like or maturity she's never really or maturity she's never had a chance to become a fully developed person no like unfortunately because how do you even know how to live life when you're so sheltered and everything every decision you make is not yours ultimately yeah especially not now now that she's under the conservatorship yeah there's probably another like interesting thing with with as an audience because i know like we've had other discussions of movies that we've both watched as kids and then sometimes you see you can see the problems like when we watched mr holland's opus yeah but this time like i can see it but i don't take offense to it because i don't know maybe it is the background of britney and it's I know it's a product of its time mm. and I can see the bad habits for what it is, but there's still some kind of attachment I have to this movie, which doesn't impact it as badly for me. Like I don't 
get I don't watch it and get angry at Ben because I don't know. I don't know what it is. Interesting. The other thing that makes me not dislike Ben, so I'll, I'll, I'm going to do the other side of it. So yeah, I I, under, I agree, like all those things for sure. Mm. And again, this is a very low bar because I think in compared to a lot of male characters that are written at that time, they spend a lot of time trying to develop the relationship between Lucy and Ben, which they don't really do a lot in movies. So you see him a lot of the time. I think this is what they're trying to do and it worked for me because 12 year old me grabbed onto it and clearly it's still there. <laughs> so I think they show, because I think you compare him to Henry who like begs her to have sex with him. The prom kid. Justin Long. Yeah. Oh. Gross. Which is horrible, right? Yeah. I think they wanted to address virginity because the other thing that people were fascinated about with Britney Spears was her fucking virginity. Because apparently in the 2000s, people were obsessed with whether pop stars had lost their virginity or not. I don't know if you remember this at all. Mm. Anyway, so I think they wanted to address that in this movie. So I think they tried to develop Ben as someone who cared for her. Like the example of the bar thing for sure, that's shit. There's a lot of ways that Ben could have been written better. But I think I liked that they developed him into someone that, I don't know, it showed a connection between them which is what I liked about it and I like how he didn't really say anything when after the Kim Cattrall mum thing like he didn't really have to say anything he just listened to her it was very nice I think that I think you understand why she likes him I think there's a lot more development between them that you sort of at the end is like I get why like even if whether it's bad or not you get why she likes him you get that attraction Mm. and you get that connection like I feel like he does generally care for her Mm -hmm. but I probably do need to look back and think about he's probably not the best character but anyway I think I at the time there's better development towards that in him I think for me yeah I think overall I was a bit disappointed that Ben was such a main character in the story when I think about it as well what I know what I knew of Crossroads before was like I had a clear vision of the poster in my mind which is the three girls standing together so I always thought it was a road trip film about three girls going on a trip together. Yeah, you didn't know there was another guy there. Yeah, exactly. There's a guy that needs to take them. There's a guy that protects them. He saves them from rubbish. See, for me, when I think about this movie, I don't really think of Ben too much. Like, I think of the three girls. So I don't know, like maybe because, again, you expected the friendship movie. Whereas it's opposite when you go into a movie in the 2000s, especially as a teen, you think, oh, my God, there's going to be a romance, a rom-com. <laughs> but I think that's why, like, for me, the friendship overshadows Ben. I like their romance and I think it's cute but for me that's not what the movie is really about so mm-hmm. I don't really focus too much on him you know like yeah he's a shit character even personally for me it's like well I know that's just not who she ends up with and it's just that's true I think what I like it that it shows I think the conversation he's there for the virginity conversation I like that when they when she does lose her virginity it's through consent and not through him begging her yeah and it's through the trust I think she builds with him over time whether that's great or not you know but I think that's what the message was meant to be that he was there for. So that's how I look at him. All right, let's take a break from <laughs> the Ben negativity. Should we? Um, let's move on to the friends. Should we start with Kit or Mimi? You choose. I don't mind. I love them both. Okay, let's start with Kit. She's first on my list. I've just got the Zoe Saldana is so talented. She's great. She really does well as this comedic backup. Yeah, she's so funny. She really took the role on. Yeah, and like she, Kit in itself as a character is like such a shit character. Like she's not a very likable character, but Zoe Saldana makes her great. Yes. And makes her really redeeming and redeemable. And I think she's a really great, I think it's a good cast. Like the three girls are a really good cast in my mind. I think it's really, I think you can see the, the chemistry really well. In the three girls. Yeah, they seem to get along really well. Yeah, and like Kit just drives it for me. She's just so good. Yeah, she's just she's just great. Like 
it is a really she's a really awful person, but yeah, it's so likable the way that yeah. she But why is this 17-year-old engaged? Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> and it's so funny because again, watching it as a kid, you think a 17-year-old is so old. Like you you think that oh mature and like at that age I might be engaged. And it's like when you turn 17, you're like, oh my God, I'm still so young. And like, you know, Zoe Saldana also is older than 17. So she looks older than she is too. So again, it's that problem of 25 year olds playing 17 year old. Then you get this weird skewed view in your head when you're a kid watching it being like, oh my God, I'm going to be old when I'm 17. I should definitely be engaged by the time I finish high school. Yeah, that's way too young. And also like she's so adult. Like the way that she talks about her relationship with this guy is not how a 17 year old should. Yeah, it's really weird. Also, why is this guy like going proposing to this girl, this poor girl, when he's like doing horrible things to other girls? You know what I mean? I feel like it's a it's an ownership thing. He's proposed to her so that he can own her. Yeah, he's, he owns her um, while he goes off and has his first year of college because he's like as every single girl in the film tells Kit he is not being faithful to you you should not trust this guy but yeah he is treating her like his backup yeah yeah for me it's just straight up he's taken ownership of her by proposing in quotation marks and it also is implied they've been engaged for a while because like he's a year older than her so he's been graduated for a year. So presumably he proposed a year ago when she was 16. It's so like, yeah, it's weird. It's just dodgy. Every time I, I watch at that part, I'm like, yeah, she's so young to be engaged and be very serious about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's really sad. Yeah. And especially when you see that her wish when they were kids was to get married. And then it's just like this horrible person. Yeah. Did she not have any other aspirations after finishing school? Well, so I, I, I think it's implied that that's probably not her ambition anymore. Mm. I Like I'd say if you go through something like that, you probably that's probably not your ambition anymore. They don't really talk about much about whatever her other ambitions are really i'm assuming fashion but they don't say that it's just because of what she's wearing and stuff well hopefully maybe she'll get like a modeling career in la maybe the other little thing i wanted to mention before we move on her um so her backstory with her mom is that her weight problems have always been the main issue and she says at some line at some point that the only thing worse than being fat was being prettier than her mom Mm. Which is such a interesting issue. It's just societal bullshit that I think women have been told for so long that it's really important to stay young and beautiful and it's like it's not surprising that this mother is jealous of her daughter. I think you're meant to see it as it's sad. Like because I, I had a similar like I really relate to Kit because I think in a lot of ways I find her similar to me. Even her dynamic with her mom. Like obviously I have a little bit of a better relationship with my mom than she does. But even when they're taking the photos together and my mom is so much like that, like smile, look better. Like my mom and, and me also have a very similar relationship with, with to do with my weight in that like, and you know a little bit about this, but um, I find my value, like sh- like even now she'll, my value is almost presented by my weight to her. And I don't think necessarily it's the point where it'd be worse if I was prettier than her, but I totally relate. I can see that happening in my culture. Like I see it happening. So I, I think it's meant, you're meant to look at it as a really horrible sad thing that relationship like her relationship with food is because of her parents or her mom's pressure because I got that same thing and then it it exists like I've known other people that I grew up with that had the same thing with their parents and their weight so I relate to it because I know that it exists and so I think that the commentary was that more than you should be pretty you know pretty and I think she's trying to say that that can be upheld from your parents I guess what I'm trying to say is like it's it's just sad that even her mother feels like that. Like her mother is jealous of her daughter. 
And it's because she's she has been told for so long that she needs to stay young and beautiful and thin. And it's just, it's a problem. Like it's, it's not good that we spend our whole lives focusing or we spend so much time as women focusing on what we look like definitely wasting valuable time a thousand percent and i think that's yeah definitely what they're trying to say it's awful and you can see how kit's been sort of shaped by that yeah because if her most important asset is looking good then she doesn't need to have any aspirations outside of getting married exactly so i think i I would like to think that if after the movie she starts to realize that and actually has her own ambitions because we don't even know if she plans to go to uni really and like yeah like her only ambition was to get married and she thinks that she can only get that through looking good and i can totally see that Mm. that a mother would think that for her which is again horrible it's it's awful yeah (laughs) but i think like shonda rhymes in her later stuff like Grey's anatomy and stuff she was really one of her specialties is writing really complex relationships with 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 parents and children so i think this is one way that she started to do that in her writing of like oh yeah you can get fucked up by your parents well i read an article also Uh um (laughs) where they said Oh, here, it's called Shonda Rhimes. Seven ways Shonda Rhimes writing Crossroads isn't a surprise because it's chock full of Shondaland signatures. So the parent-child dynamic being complicated was a big one through this movie. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So then the other really upsetting thing about Kit's storyline is the fact that her fiancé raped her friend. And Yeah, horrible. It's awful the way that that story comes together yeah yeah that was really really shocking yeah it was it was um awful the whole thing with kit and yeah the whole reveal i mean i've obviously i saw it for a long time what did you think about it i was actually kind of shocked i didn't see it coming at all and then when the camera pans down to the blue beer bottle i was like oh fuck Mm. it was just when you think that this guy cannot be any worse, it just drops like 10 levels. Yeah, it's horrible. It was so sad. And Mimi's storyline is really messed up. Yeah. She has no like happy moment. No, it's horrible. It's so bad. Poor Mimi. Poor Mimi. Yeah, Mimi's art is a bit all over the place. It is. I think, yeah, I don't know. I, again, it'd be interesting to have seen what would what happened in the writer's room as to why. Like, I think it was just the different dynamics of these three different. I think that was just from being like, these girls are so different. And it's that differentness that can make Bond. I don't know. But it is pretty awful. I don't like that they have the stereotype of her being the trailer trash white girl. Like that's that's the one thing is like why does she have to be from a trailer park? Like usually if you write a character like that, you like to see them come up from adversity. But yeah. instead it's it's shit. Like what happens to her is so shit. Also there's a lot of things that Kit and Lucy say to her that are really not very nice as friends. Like their first conversation when they go back and un- dig up the box. Oh, the big fat pregnant lady. Yeah, what are you gonna- Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. <laughs> I think it was meant to be a comedic line, but it doesn't. It's really mean. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> and also, she's not going to be pregnant forever. It's. Yeah, I know. It's temporary. <laughs> and then when they're like getting angry at her in a supermarket for like, they're assuming who the dad is. And then they're like, you're just going to raise this kid on your own. You're not even thinking about your future. But again, I think it's like the way that you look at life when you're 16, because that narrative is what your parents tell you at that age. If you tell your parent, my, if you're 16, my friend just got pregnant, they're going to be like, they have no thought of their future. They don't know what they're doing with their life. Like that is a thing that's passed down your, that mindset from your parents. And then you take that when you're 16. And then when you grow old, you're like, no, actually, like not a very fair judgment to have. But again, that goes back to, the what comes down from your parents you know what I mean yeah like that thing that Kit says in the supermarket of like she got herself into this problem is such a but at that time she's not meant to be a very sympathetic person at all it's true (laughs) it was is it established in any point that um 
Mimi has any talent before she decides to go to this recording demo? No, only... Well, so I think there was a deleted storyline in which, like, the girls, when they're children, like, spend a lot of time singing together. So that's why it doesn't come as a surprise that they're all singing back up for each other or whatever later. So I think, like, their friendship came from, like, having this singing background or something like that. So, no, you don't see it, but... I think you're just meant to believe it just because she wants to do it. But then she also has stage fright, which is only the only reason they do that is so Britney Spears can sing and they can be back up. Yeah. Yeah. I was imagining like what if the scenario was that Mimi had actually planned this whole thing to show Kit what kind of trash life she's leading herself into. She's releasing Britney. Like what if Mimi is the actual saviour in this film? (laughs) Like she's the one that brought them all together, back together. She brought them all the way over to LA. She's opened up Britney's confidence in her own singing and like helped her realize that her actual dream is to be a singer and not a doctor. She's proven to Kit that she needs to break up this engagement. <laughs> um, it's interesting because when I watched again an interview of this movie at the time, Britney ex- uh, calls, like, she's explaining the plot of the movie and she's like, Mimi is the heart of the girls. Like she's the heart of the group. Oh, that's really cute. It was really cute and actually comes through. Yeah. Through this movie. Like she is the heart. She's the one that wants them to come back together. She's the one that basically is the catalyst for everything that happens in the movie and what happens to the two girls and their cha- their arc. But she unfortunately doesn't get one of her own that we see on screen. It's funny because like she's almost like the one who's pregnant, but she's also the maternal one in the group as well. So it's just, it would be interesting to see what happens after. But I like that it ends with they bury the box again, they bury their past because we don't have any plans for the future. So I really like that they keep it like, you know what, we had all these plans for the future as kids and now we're just going to keep it so open. And I like that they ended with that. Mm. I think that leaves the movie with hope knowing that all three of them are going to do really good things because of what they found on this trip. So that's what I like about it. Yeah, that's a nice way of looking at it. They've learned a lot from this uh, week on the road. <laughs> Shall we move on to Lucy? Yeah, yeah. She's my least favorite character for sure. Like main character. Oh, really? Of the girls, yeah. She's your least favorite. Development wise, because they portray her as, again, this goes back to my Britney as a brand. I literally, as one of my sections, Britney as a brand. They portray her as a virginal goody goody and that she's perfect. And they say many, many times that she's perfect. And what I don't like about it is that's what those 50 year old men in suits would have asked her to be portrayed as. Because virginal and goody goody was in the 2000s and late 90s, seen as like the girl next door perfect thing. Mm. Britney couldn't be portrayed in any other way. She couldn't have been portrayed as a kid or a Mimi or you know like she could only have been portrayed as this virginal goody goody like I like her acting a lot and I'm not saying she doesn't act well she acts pretty well but her character is just nothing like it's just very flat it's very flat because again she would have been influenced to portray that kind of character because that was what it was acceptable like when you look at any teen star that went into acting at that time like Mandy Moore being the Christian girl in Walk to Remember and probably even Jessica Simpson actually Jessica Simpson they went took her down the sexy route so that's different but that was after she got married so that was like if you're a pop star and you still had an image and a brand to sell it could only be perfect Mm -hmm. which sucks because people aren't perfect yeah it's rubbish and also the fact that she's like this perfect valedictorian on the outside yeah who's smart she's not like other girls because she can fix cars and she knows exactly how much it's going to cost for that repair for her car but also she dances in her underwear when she's when nobody's looking that's exactly and that's what i don't like like, that's what i hate because i know that all those little things where she's dancing in underwear to madonna for two three minutes which is so unnecessary that's britney the brand and her singing i love rock and roll and she's the only girl that's wearing 
fucking midriff. Nothing wrong with that, right? If that was her choice. But like, it's just, you know, that 50 year old man would have chosen that outfit that you know, like, it just sucks. It's really gross. And they even like pan down on her stomach multiple times. And it's just, it sucks. And I, I think that's why I don't like Lucy because it's just not dynamic character. Let's put it that way. Yeah. She's so submissive. She's playing, she's playing a backseat role in her life in this film. Yeah. In her own movie that she's the lead of. That's why it's so, this movie's fucking so sad to me. Yeah. That's really, yeah. It's really sad. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. If I went, like, if you did not expect this. <laughs> I felt really bad about this, but I was actually surprised that she was meant to be so smart. I think they sell it well that she is a smart character. But yeah, like it's, again, again I think that was part of the, we need to write Brittany as smart because we don't want her to be seen as a dumb blonde. Or unless that's just what she wanted. Like Maybe, yeah. That's how she wants to be seen, that she's not not just a sexy singer. She can, Which I think goes back to another interview I watched with Shonda Rhimes saying like behind the scenes, she was like, you know, Brittany's actually a really smart girl. I was really surprised. So many people like that they interviewed for behind the scenes, including the director, who's also a woman, they were both like, Brittany? It was great. We were so surprised at how great and down to earth she was and how smart she was. Because again, like it's surprising to see Britney Spears who was not like marketed that way at all. And then, so her story of her mother, I was only kind of half listening to this bit. So her mother got pregnant accidentally. And was it that her the dad forced her to keep it or? So I, I, they don't really explain it at all. And like, cause you only hear it after when uh, Lucy tells Ben what happened. It's implied that she never wanted me. Her dad made her happy. So unclear about what actually happened because I feel like there's a lot of gray area around what could have happened like they could have been that's the way she interpreted it who knows basically it sounded like whatever happened her mom just didn't want her and it's actually what I like about the mom storyline it's not not a good one it's sad but that Lucy goes into it being like gonna meet my mom she's gonna want to see me she's she's gonna have to miss me like she has all these questions for her dad even like when she's talking about with her friends her friends like she's gonna love you like there's this teenage naivety of like your long lost mother must want you because that happens a lot in in orphan movies in like in movies where there's an estranged parent Mm -hmm. and the fact that when she meets her it's like actually I don't want you whatever happened in the past like whatever actually happened doesn't matter right the fact is the mom met her now and still doesn't want a relationship and that is so shit but could happen and it it goes down to like you have this idealized fantasy but sometimes it just might not be reality yeah like your parent might not want you and that's so sad to deal with but I like that it was in a story where I like that's what happened that it wasn't just like they were reunited and now they have a great relationship because sometimes that might not happen it also I noted from that storyline as well that all the women in this story have had difficult times that have been directly caused by the men in their lives yeah None of them have any independent hardships, if you know what I mean. Like none of them are struggling with studying or they're not struggling with what are they going to do with their lives. It's like Lucy has been put in this difficult position because her dad forced her mother to have a baby. Mimi has been raped. Kit has been like in this weird engagement by, from somebody. And like even this mum, this woman, Kim Cattrall, she was put in this weird situation that she just had to like, get up and walk out. It's pretty um, interesting because it's like you can tell from those storylines that a, a woman wrote this story because it's like fuck men they fucked all these women over yeah but then they write a character like ben or like you know what i mean it's it's interesting because because ben is objectively meant to be likable uh-huh. but yeah like you said there's a lot of things that he's yeah he's just shit <laughs> in a lot of ways as well yeah but yeah it's interesting it's like she hasn't quite like shonda rhimes is sort of getting there with of her style you know what i mean yeah it's very baby shonda rhimes yeah definitely what a trip 
Yeah. I still like the movie. It, there's a lot of reasons why it's shit, but I think the main reason why I like it is because it got panned so much only because, not for the reasons you mentioned, people didn't like it because it was Britney Spears in a movie. It was actually really good. That's what I'm saying. So that's why I think I like it because if I'm going to move in a house, oh, it's going to be a shit movie and it actually surpasses my expectations. I'm going to probably like it. Whereas like if I'm expecting so much from maybe like Wonder Woman sequel, fuck. Like I thought that was going to be amazing because the first one was and it was so shit. You know what I mean? So I think the reason why I like it so much is because everyone else thinks it's bad only because Britney Spears is in it. This movie wouldn't exist if Britney Spears didn't exist, right? Like the movie was written for Britney, around Britney. A lot of the people that were writing critic reviews at the time were 50-year-old, again, 50-year-old men or 40-year-old men, and that movie wasn't for them. If you interviewed all these 12-year-old girls at the time, they would have liked this movie. Comparatively, as a movie that it was written and filmed in the 2000s, for sure there are so many issues. Again, baby Shonda Rhimes, but still Shonda Rhimes, writing pretty strong female characters, arguably, and not many movies had that that time i can't name many other teen movies that had like that passed the bechdel test with flying colors like this movie does and i think that's why i liked it all right maybe i should rewatch it um i was very upset about a lot of things <laughs> that's fair i think the other thing is like i th- i think with this conversation even has made me realize i think we go into watching movies now especially if we're making a podcast about with a critical lens mm. and this movie i don't look at it with a critical lens because i look at it as how i first watched it was just to enjoy it or just to like as a viewer and I still enjoy it like it still entertains me even as bad and as like problematic as it is I get entertained by it fair enough I mean there are there are a few like there are some fun scenes but I think like one thing I want to like say I think what I really love about it is just anytime the girls are just having fun in the car because that's what I like I love what I love about the French I didn't get to really talk about the friendship much is yeah they don't touch on it as deeply as they could but I still really like it because I think in its core like what they got I guess trying to say is like that yeah there's can be a guy in your life or whatever and there's shit things happening to you but what brought them together is their friendship and that's how they got through all this hardship in the movie and they like generally look like they're having fun and there's like they love each other as actors even and there's so many behind the scenes footage of them just loving life together which I think comes through in the movie yeah so I like it and I love the if it makes you happy scene i think it's really cute and all anytime they're singing in the car together like that nsync song yeah the nsync who because she's dating justin timberlake at the time and the shy twain one i like it yeah they do have a lot of cute scenes together yeah i just think for me like that's it's representative of my friendships at the time when i was growing up as a teenager like i because i don't have siblings either i was an only child like lucy that's what my friendships were like like staying up all night dnms like driving in the car singing to stupid songs um, so that's why I focus on the girls more than I focus on the guys yeah. in the movie. They are pretty cute. How do you feel about the movie after you've uh, rewatched it now and discussed it? Uh, I feel a little bit, um, yeah, I feel interesting. Like I think I'm still pondering on the problematic things because I think that's like sometimes I just like to watch a movie just because I like it and sometimes I like to just turn off the critical lens of it because at the end of the day it's a movie and these are characters um, and it's a movie that I liked as a kid again it's nowhere near my favorite movie i just think it's a movie that was given unfair criticism at the time for the wrong reasons and so that's why i want to talk about it i think it's really interesting as a um (laughs) britney piece sorry i cut you off sorry no i said and free britney that's all i said yeah hashtag free britney hashtag free britney (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's really interesting it's really interesting to think about it again with the britney background yeah because as as you requested i didn't do any research 
I should have actually probably let you do it <laughs> so that you could have seen all that. Actually, I'm kind of glad that I didn't because you could see it almost as a as a critic. And again, this is going to be a very different movie watching it as a 30-year-old mm-hmm. compared mm-hmm. to a 12-year-old in the 2000s because I was the target demographic of it. Um, I really enjoyed watching it. It was hard to watch Britney like this because it's, it's kind of sad to see how her life's gone now. <laughs> so Yeah. I yeah. was scrolling through her Instagram this morning and it's really sad to like yeah to see how she started and where she is now yeah she's not right it's it's really sad there's a lot of allegations that she's heavily medicated now she was put under in a medical facility against her will for a long time it's horrible right it's almost a lot of people saying it's actually now a human rights issue because she is not being given the right to exercise her free will at all and she is a nearly 40-year-old woman, which is insane to think about. And she has no legal decision, no legal right to make a decision about her own body. Yeah, even about fucking buying a coffee. It's ridiculous. It's disgusting. So that's sad. Nowhere near a great movie. I understand it's in a lot of ways it's a bad movie. But I like it because I like to defend Britney Spears sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and I really think for its time it was a good movie about friendship and a lot of movies were not about friendship at that time. Could have done without the Ben storyline for sure, but I think for what it is, it was looked at for the wrong reasons and it's actually underrated for like Britney's acting. Yeah. Oh, and actually the quote I wanted to say was I read on a Reddit thread. It was a thread about the conservatorship. Someone said, I wish that we had just let Britney walk into the sunset at the right time and just fade away into existence and just lived her life. Oh, my God, that quote gives me tingles. Isn't that awful? <laughs> yeah. Because if they, we had just let her walk in the sunset, I think at this point in Crossroads, in her life as a 19-year-old, she would have had a much better and happier life than now. Far out. Yeah. So that's, that's what it made me feel. What did it make you feel after watching it and this discussion? Well, it made me really angry when I was watching it, really um, frustrated at the way all these things were being portrayed. I want to say that I can step back and appreciate the friendship story, but to be honest, I <laughs> feel like it's all overshadowed by, yeah, it's it's just overshadowed by too many holes in the plot line for me. That's fair. And again, it's not a perfect story. I just think... It's not, it's not perfect. It's not great. It's interesting. Mm, that's fair. Well, I still like it. And that's good. That's good that you enjoy it. Like we, I've, we've all got problematic films from our childhood that, that have a special place in our hearts. Definitely. I'm glad I watched it. Yeah, I'm happy to see like maybe Shonda Rhimes in action and Britney. Like I was, I was re- just really shocked. I was really shocked at her talent. This is what I mean. I think that's why I, I'm not going to tell everyone to watch it, but this is why I think at least I asked you to watch it because I thought you would appreciate at least that. <laughs> I think it's worth it for that. I think it's worth it to see Britney at her prime. Yeah, I just wish they let her make the movie she really truly wanted would have wanted to make. Mm. Yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's okay. It's okay as a film. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what do you want to watch next week? So I was inspired by your choice and the fact that Zoe Saldana was in this movie and I wanted to watch Center Stage. Oh, my God. Do you know this one? I do know it. I don't know. I, I might have watched it in passing when it was on TV at the time, but I can't say I've watched it all the way through. I used to love this movie. I've seen it so many times. <laughs> I'll say now that I really think it's a great film. And uh, let's see what we think next week. <laughs> okay, cool. That will be interesting. Again, I think it's really interesting when one person has watched a film and grown up with it and has that view of it that's hard to break. Mm. And then the other person hasn't watched it before. So we'll have a very different lens. Yeah, it's good to like, it's good to. 
and just double check if everything's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of This Made Me Feel Things. We would love to know how you feel about this movie. Uh, You can get in touch by email at feelthingspodcast at gmail.com or you can join us on Instagram for at This Made Me Feel Things for all the fun stuff there. And feel free to leave us a review in your podcast app of choice. Just spread the word with your friends. Tell them all about it so that we can all feel feelings together and be happy. (laughs) Bye. Bye.